A table of fables. From the constellations to the oceans, all the nations, all our notions, it makes a story, a million stories. Attention! The following episode may contain scatological content and may not be appropriate for older listeners. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to A Table of Fables. I am James Funnyhat, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I am not wearing a funny hat. Today, instead of wearing a funny hat, I'm just wearing grass on my head because it's spring and the grass is becoming green. So I put some grass on my head as a hat, and I don't think it's going to be funny, but soon I will walk out and find out if anyone laughs at grass on my head. Why don't I just try it right now? Okay, I'm back. No one laughed at the grass on my head, but that might have been because I didn't see anyone. What do you think? Do you think when I see people, they're going to laugh because I'm wearing grass on my head? Well, we'll find out. This episode is supported by Eden in the Annex. Thank you so much. And if you would like to support the show, you can find out how at my website, which is at jamesfunnyhat.com. Today, I learned something very interesting, which is that it's possible to ride an ostrich. And it's also possible to ride on a giraffe or to ride on a rhinoceros. Now that would be very fun and very interesting. And at first it got me all excited, but then I thought, oh no, what if someone was riding a giraffe or riding a rhinoceros or an ostrich and they were listening to a table of fables? That would be very dangerous because they may be distracted by listening to the story and they might run right into someone on a rhinoceros. They might run right into a car on a rhinoceros. So, I have some more rules. And 
you can refer back to other episodes to find rules number 1 to 14. But rule number 15 is now no listening to a table of fables while riding an ostrich. Rule number 16, no listening to a table of fables while riding a giraffe. And rule number 17, no listening to a table of fables while riding a rhinoceros. Today there's going to be a story about a princess. And so some of you are probably thinking, great, a story about a princess. But you won't like it. And the reason that you won't like this story about the princess is because it's talking about something that no one wants to talk about. Now, I won't tell you what it is, but it has something in it that no one ever wants to mention. Everybody knows about this thing, but no one ever wants to admit when it happens to them. It's one of those kind of things that I'm talking about. You'll find out what it is in the story. So, I don't think you'll like this story, and especially your parents will not like this story. So, I would advise you that if you're listening to this story with your parents, that you should take your hands and cover your parents' ears so they do not have to hear it because they're not going to like it and they're not going to want to talk about it. Well, we have a question today, and this is a question from Gabriel D. Gabriel D. says, Hi, James. I was wondering what kind of crayons taste the best. Can you eat a whole box of crayons one by one and tell us which tastes best? From Gabriel D. P.S. You have to eat the whole crayon, not just a bite. Well, thank you for the question, Gabriel D. And I will try a box of crayons right now. And I have one here, and I'm going to first try yellow which is probably going to be lemon. Um, so, I'll take a bit of a... Mm, mm. Wait a minute. The, I haven't done this for a long time. Maybe since I was a baby I haven't done this before. I think I ate crayons when I was a baby. I can't really remember. Uh, it doesn't actually taste like lemon, and uh, I... I didn't really take a bite. I just kind of put my teeth into it. And, uh, okay, let me try another one. Red. Maybe this is going to be cherry. And uh, Ooh. Okay. I just put my teeth into it. It's. It doesn't really... Wait a minute. Gabriel D., do I really have to eat the whole crayon? Because I'm not starting with yellow or red. Okay, let me try purple. Is Maybe it's going to be grape and... Ooh. Same thing. It tastes like nothing, but it's like sticky. And, uh, okay, let me try orange. Maybe it'll be carrot. Let me try, ooh, same thing. Let me try black. I love licorice. He, okay. I hope I didn't promise Gabriel D that I would eat the whole box because I don't like to break promises, but yeah, I don't think I can do this. I can't do this, Gabriel D. I'm sorry. But I did find out that crayons, uh, none of them taste really good to me. So thank you for your question, Gabriel D. 
Soon you'll hear the sound of a bell, and that will be the story bell. When you hear the bell, put your hands in the air. When you can't hear it anymore, put your hands down, and then the story will begin. So, let's prepare ourselves by taking a deep breath, and then breathe out. And breathe in, and breathe out. And breathe in, and breathe out. Here comes the bell. This is a story about princesses, princes, castles, royal weddings, kings, queens, and all the grand and frilly things that you can think of. But before I begin, it is necessary to explain something that happens inside the human digestive system. When a human being ingests food, the process begins in the mouth, where a morsel of food is broken down into a pulpy substance. Inside the teeth and tongue, as a liquid is secreted from the salivary glands, the pulp is then forced down the esophagus and into the stomach, where it is further broken down by acids. The substance is then squeezed into the small and then large intestines, where nutrients are extracted and distributed throughout the body. There are, however, certain foods that contain proteins that are difficult for the human body to assimilate. In those instances, there is a gaseous buildup which must be exited through the end point of the human digestive system. This phenomenon is sometimes called passing wind, cutting the cheese, playing a trump, or making a toot. Today, it is most commonly called a fart. Now, just to make sure that you understand exactly what this phenomena is, take your tongue between your lips and hold it gently. From that position, now below. Try one more time. Tongue between your lips, hold it loosely and blow. Yes, that is what it sounds like. Now, at this point in the story, I should also inform you that you should not be laughing. Because this phenomena happens to every single person alive. It happens to children, fathers, cousins, teachers, bus drivers, librarians, doctors, ballerinas, and presidents. Every person, everywhere. Therefore, no one should be laughing. And now, on with the story. There once was a princess whose name was Princess Flatulina. When Princess Flatulina was a young girl, she was a very lovely little princess who loved to ride horses, paint, play tag in the castle, and shoot arrows with her bow. There was only one thing that was different about her, and that was this. When Princess Flatulina had the phenomena happen to her that we were talking about earlier, the you-know-what, it was louder than those of other people. It was as loud as if 20 trucks revved their engines and a dozen fireworks displays went off during a thunderstorm. To properly understand how loud it was, when you hear this story, you should put your tongue between your lips as you were instructed before and blow as we did earlier and at the same time stomp your feet and bang a drum. 
Try it now. Tongue between your lips. Very good. And be prepared to make that sound at a moment's notice. When Princess Flatulina was young, she didn't know there was anything different about herself. One day, when she was six years old, she was in the stables, watching her favorite horse run by, when she suddenly felt a gaseous buildup inside her digestive system. At first, she didn't know what was happening. Then, the gaseous vapors got suddenly and forcefully released, and it sounded like, and now make the sound. It was so loud that the horses ran away. The fences fell over, and the doors of the barn got blown off. Everyone panicked and shouted, A storm! A storm! A storm is coming! But when they looked up, there were only blue skies. They wondered what was happening, until Princess Flatulina stood before them and said, Excuse me. Now, if you're laughing at this point, I should remind you that you-know-whats happen to every living person, and you should not be laughing. Princess Flatulina thought that it would probably never happen again. But a few weeks later, she was in the castle, drawing a picture of a unicorn with her crayons. She was just about to draw the nose when she suddenly got a gaseous buildup in her digestive system. She fidgeted for a moment, and then it got released with a... and make the sound. The sound was so loud that the furniture began to shake. The chandelier began to swing from the ceiling, and the dishes fell out of the cupboards. Everyone in the castle thought to themselves, Oh no, an earthquake! But they realized that there was no earthquake when Princess Flatulina stood before them and said, Excuse me. Now let me remind you once again that you should not be laughing because this phenomena of the toot happens to every single person. Well, people in Princess Flatulina's kingdom did laugh. And because of that, the poor princess had to keep her condition a secret. From that time on, whenever she had a you-know-what, she went far into the forest, and no one ever knew how fantastically loud her you-know-whats actually were. She kept it a secret her whole life, until she was an adult, and became engaged to the handsome Prince Rupert. On their wedding day, people came from all around the neighboring kingdoms dressed in their finery to wish the royal couple well. Just before the ceremony, Princess Flatulina became very worried and nervous. What if, right in the middle of the ceremony, I did a you-know-what? My wedding would be ruined. What should I do? She fretted in her chamber until two of her ladies-in-waiting came to her. One of them stepped forward and said, I know what you're worried about, and I can help your majesty. She held up a piece of fabric with many buttons and straps on it. This is called a corset, your majesty. 
you can tie it underneath your wedding dress, and if you have a you-know-what, it will keep everything in, said the other, cheerfully. What a wonderful idea! Let's put it on right now! Thank you, ladies! Thank you! Thank you! said Princess Flatulina as she hugged her ladies-in-waiting very gratefully. They tied it on underneath her dress and then did the final adjustments to her wedding gown, and she was ready. As the huge crowds of well-wishers gathered in the palace, around the palace, and in the streets, there was an atmosphere of festiveness and excitement. The bride was poised and gracious, but behind her smile was very nervous. She was only calmed when the ceremony ended, and to her relief and delight, the corset worked. Prince Rupert and Princess Flatulina had their ceremony, and she did not have a you-know-what. After the ceremony was the reception, where family and friends sat down to a banquet, along with important dignitaries from all over the land. After the supper, the royal couple did a dance in front of everyone. The royal orchestra played a slow and stately waltz as the new couple danced. Right in the middle of the dance, Princess Flatulina suddenly had a gaseous buildup inside her digestive system. She was sure that the corset would not let her do a you-know-what, but she became nervous again and started to dance a little bit faster. The gaseous buildup intensified, and she got more nervous and danced faster. Then it got really bad, and she started dancing really fast. And then she got increasingly nervous and had to dance extremely fast. Suddenly, there was a massive, huge, giant, explosive sound. The force of the blast was so strong that it blew the ladies' hats off and blasted the gentlemen's ties undone. The chandelier fell from the ceiling. The wine glasses fell over and the wedding cake collapsed. Princess Flatulina held her face in her hands. My wedding is ruined! My wedding is ruined! She cried. But then she felt her wedding dress and noticed that her corset was still in one piece. She didn't actually do a you-know-what. She was wondering what happened and looked over to see Prince Rupert standing there with his hand over his mouth and a very guilty look on his face. Excuse me, he said. Ever since I was a little prince, whenever I had a you-know-what, it was louder than other princes. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Will you still marry me? You too? said Princess Flatulina. I thought I was the only one. Of course I'll marry you. Come over and hold my hands. The royal couple held each other's hands, and Princess Flatulina reached inside her dress, pulled out the corset, and released the you-know-what. The force of the blast was so powerful that the royal couple went up into the air like a rocket ship. Now, 
Be prepared to make your sound. They went up into the sky. Through the clouds. Out of sight. And landed on a distant island. And there they founded a new kingdom where no one ever laughed at the bodily functions that occur in every living person. We have reached the end of the story. We have reached the end of this episode of A Table of Fables. So, I told you that you would not like that story about the princess, and probably your parents wouldn't have liked it either, but I'm very glad that most of you, I think, plugged your parents' ears if you were listening with them. So thank you very much for tuning in today. If you would like to support A Table of Fables, it would be very appreciated, and you can find out how on my website, jamesfunnyhat.com. I am James Funnyhat. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on A Table of Fables.